Hi everyone, Galit Speaks here, and I'm so excited for today. I apologize in advance for my voice. If you've been listening to me for a while, you could tell I'm a little bit under the weather um, and I'm starting to lose my voice possibly, but I really was really super excited to have my guest for today. So I knew that I could not postpone it. I want you to be able to hear from her. Her name is Daniela Alina Viola. And uh, this is amazing. We are going to be talking about self-sabotaging. Um, how do we move from that into self-empowerment? And uh, Daniela is also a former meat lover who is now a vegan. A little bit about her. She is a spiritual realist and transformationalist who is honored to be of service to all those who are seeking to upgrade their life's experience, move into empowerment, and embrace true lasting healing and transformation. For the past eight years, she has dedicated herself to the raising of human experience through the embodiment of one's innate, multidimensional personal power. Through her healing work and teaching, she assists in the raising of human consciousness through the dissolving of one's unconscious, discordant patterns, beliefs, and woundings. Combined with awareness, mindfulness, and daily practice of connection to the infinite power within, she guides the individual through the process, process of addressing deep subconscious programming to heal and reveal one's truth and greatest potential. Thank you so much for coming on, Daniela. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Truly a pleasure and an honor. Yeah, so uh, I love everything that you do. I I actually was just yesterday on someone else's podcast talking about, so I, um, other than this, I am also a financial wellness coach and I own a virtual CFO company. And one of the topics that I talk about is illuminating money shadows mm -hmm. and so when I heard what you do, because there are so many different shadowy parts of ourselves and one person cannot help you with all of them, right? You kind of <laughs> need gurus from each, you know, in each path that you're going to undertake. There's so many things, so many traumas, so many reasons that we self-sabotage. I know that I have done some major self-sabotage in my life. And I love that you are out there helping people kind of pinpoint those things and work through them. So when somebody comes to you, what can they expect? What do you do first? Mm, yeah, that's, <laughs> wow, what an amazing question. Um, so the thing is for me is I know that when someone comes into my sphere to work together, uh, that they're ready. They're ready for massive transformation. They're ready for truth. They're ready to get into the deep dive. All those that work with me are, they're in that place and space where they're like, oh my God, I'm doing everything I can and nothing's budging and I'm just stuck and I just got to get through this, but I don't know how to, and I don't know what else to do. And I don't know where else to go. That's typically when someone makes their way to me. I'm all about breaking through, like you said, like working through all those deep unconscious, subconscious levels, working with the multidimensional aspect attached to your ancestors, your DNA, to your genetic lineage, um, and working in that multidimensional quantum realm to get to the root cause 
to the very bottom of why it is you're experiencing the blocks that you're experiencing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And and what do you feel like? What what is some of the common root causes? Is it where is it stemming from? Yeah, beautiful. <clears throat> well, first and foremost, we come into this world, right, into this physical incarnation with agreements in place. We agree to have a certain experience for our own soul's growth and expansion. So that's the primary uh, foundational point that I hold the container in with those that work with me. So you can have compassion and understanding, a higher perspective, that none of these things, whatever it is that you're dealing with, none of it's happening to you. It's all happening for you. And in essence, life is happening through you as you. So that's the first, first and foremost thing. But in the work, when we get down really deep into it, the core always comes to, let me say this, 80% of the stuff you carry around, 80% of the blocks, wounding trauma isn't even yours. It's actually coming through your ancestral line. You've agreed to carry that forth and you have an opportunity to clear it on behalf of your ancestral lineage, as well as your future progeny. If you don't clear it, guess what happens? It goes down the line to the next, right? To the future yeah. progeny, your children and so on and so forth. So it's absolutely amazing when you start working in the quantum realm at the varied uh, places of original adaptation of the program or the conditioning or the imprinting. In the quantum, there is no time and space. So it could come from parallel lives, alternate universes. It could come from future lives. It could come from within the womb. It could come through your mother's line. It can come through DNA and genetics. So it's, it's really, it's innumerable where yeah. it all comes from. Yeah, I definitely uh, believe that trauma is, you know, something that gets passed down and general generational trauma is definitely a thing. And like you said, that's why we need to be the people that break it. We need to people to be the people when because we've taken account of it. We know that it's there. And once you know that it's there, it's your job to work through it and heal that so that you don't continue to pass it along and you you create a better world for yourself, a better world for those around you, a better world for those coming after. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's the human condition. You know, my my clients range from everything from young mothers to people in their 70s. And one of the common things that I hear is, you know, when I grew up, uh, I didn't like what my mother was or what my father was, and I swore I would never be like that or I would never do that. And then they get to a certain point in their life where their consciousness expands and they become aware that, oh my God, I'm actually living what the very thing I said that I wasn't going to be or to do. Just doing it my own special, unique way, maybe not specifically the way they did it, but the frequency and the energy is the same. But the, with the raising of consciousness that we're... Uh, expanding into on this planet, more and more people are becoming aware of these things. And you can't unknow what you know. <laughs> Once you know, you're like, ah, oh, can't go back, right, to the ignorance or the unknowing of it. Now that you know, now you feel that itch 
that you want to work through it. You, you no longer want to carry this, but you just don't know how. You just don't know how to work through it. And um, that's what people like us are here for, is to support and to guide, having gone through that you know, ourselves. Yeah, that I was just thinking as you were speaking, like, I was like, that's me. I literally have said those words so many times of, I will not be this. I will not continue this. Like I saw what was going on and I was like, it's not going to happen. Um, you know, my entire same, I guess, same as you, my entire business was built to make sure that the mistakes of, you know, my family and my past were not continued. I grew up in um, a house with uh, a father who abused us. And I was like, this is not going to be me. I am not going to do this. I am going to make sure that this does not continue to happen. And furthermore, I'm going to take the platform, whatever platform I create, I'm going to make sure that I create it to speak about these things so that they don't continue to happen to anyone else. So I love, I love that you're doing this um, because we all have something that we need to heal. We all have, it just, it just, obviously it makes sense, right? There are so many people that have become before us. And as you said, there's so many other worlds, dimensions, universe you know it just makes sense that we would be carrying around all of this trauma that we need to heal yeah and we've so. been carrying around that trauma for thousands of years and and what makes this time this now moment so special is like we're pushing almost 8 billion people on the planet and there's a reason for that and it's because we're all as a collective coming coming to a culmination point of clearing all of this so that our future generations don't need to carry it. It's already known within, you know, the spiritual community, the children that are coming in now, uh, you know, many of them are coming in with no karma or no, no chakras, you know, they're already uh, unified in unification within themselves. So that separation of levels and layers, they're coming in more and more where that separation no, no longer exists because we're getting to that point where now we're collectively clearing collectively clearing a lot of soul trauma, a lot of collective trauma, you know, all the wars and massacres and all of those things. And that's one of the reasons why it's so crazy out there in the world is because all of these things are actually coming to the surface, but embodied in the physicality of who we are now. So it looks different, but the energy and the frequency is the same. And so it looks like nuts out there, right? It looks like the world is ending out there, but in, in actuality, that's not it. It's that all of this collective trauma is coming to the surface to be seen, felt, heard, experienced on a level, not in full intensity, but just touched upon so that it can be cleared. Yeah, so that brings me to a question about everything that's going on in the world. like. That is definitely a lot that um, people are carrying around and that's additional trauma that's being added and added every day as things happen. How, how do you help your clients deal with that? Yeah. So there's a process, uh, you know, we've, we've heard of, you know, the shadow work and things of that sort, but really what it is, and is it comes to one of my main messages is ownership. You own your triggers, right? So when somebody or something happens in, in your sphere and it's annoying, frustrating, 
hurtful, you know, all of those things. What happens is we have a tendency to isolate that pain outside of ourselves and blame something outside, right? Because that person did that, now I'm feeling this and that's their fault. And they need to change and they need to blah, 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 blah. And so what happens is you take all of your energy and resource and you give it away yeah. to something outside of you. And then you're you're really helpless, powerless, and hopeless, right? You, you're a victim now. you got to wait for that thing to change and shift for you to feel better. And so how we clear this on a very um, broad level is where we take ownership of what triggers us. And then we say, okay, we come to the understanding that I am reacting to this situation because of something inside of me. So let's just take an example. <clears throat> if you say lined up 10 people that all were relatively, you know, they're in the same place, having the same experience with whatever it is, those 10 people will react uniquely to that situation. Not all of them will have the same reaction on the same intensity from the same perspective. They're all coming from their original soul signature frequency, which comes from thousands and thousands of experiences that culminate to their unique perspective, right? So when you understand that, then you understand that just because you reacted that way really has nothing to do with them or that. It has everything to do with you with your filters, with your traumas, with your wound, with your unique perspective. So the gift is to go inside and identify, say, first and foremost, I'm in a trigger, right? Being triggered by something, I'm in a trigger. And then you say, all right, well, what are my feelings? What am I feeling because of this? Whatever it is, I'm feeling resentment. I'm feeling um, that I'm, I'm a victim. I'm feeling like I'm powerless. And that, I attribute it to like the analogy of a fisherman. So okay. you know how a fisherman puts its line down and he's waiting and waiting and then all of a sudden he gets a trigger on the pole, right? Mm -hmm. That trigger on the pole, it's our job to reel that up and to see, and the reeling up is reeling up within you, going inside you, how you're being triggered, what your uh, reaction is, and pulling that out and identifying it. These are my feelings. These are the beliefs that are causing me to have these feelings. Are these beliefs true, which most time they're not, right? Because it's coming yeah. from I'm worthless or I'm uh, abandoned or, you know, I don't trust, right? Which is all this core wounding of the collective. So if each person took ownership of their reaction to things, they would find themselves being able to clear a lot of the muck and the gunk that keeps them from being fully present and fully embodied in their own power. They're taking their power back rather than giving it away. It's a huge, huge um, uh, upshift for humanity when we get to that point. But that's my big message. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so with the money shadows, one of the things that I tell people to look for is at their body and see what their body is doing when we talk about something. Is that something they can also use for this type of work? Absolutely. It has a lot to do with it because we, and you know this, like we carry these densities, these discordant energy patterns within ourselves in certain, we tuck them in certain areas of our body. It could be in the chest, could be in the stomach, it could be, you know, in the heart, could be the arms, it could be, you know, typically it's like right around like the main torso area. There's like a pressure or a tingle or a density there. And once you bring consciousness to that, and you're not judging it, but rather you're leaning into it, perhaps as a color or a shape, you know, you give a little identity to it. 
right? Then you have the ability to reach in and to then lovingly <laughs> recognize it for what it is and be able to release it. Yeah. And I've always said, if you give something a name, then it stops being scary. Mm -hmm. It's the unnamed monsters that are the scariest in our lives. But if yeah. you can name it and you can work with it, then you can, it's not, it doesn't feel that scary anymore. And it's something that you can overcome, something that you can change because you know what it is and who it is and how to change it. Yes, absolutely. It's the shadow and the light, right? We get scared. You know, if you, if you approach, open up a door and it's a dark room, it's like, ooh, you know, you don't know what's in there. But the second you turn the light on, then you say, okay, that's in the corner. That's over here. That's over there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Much, much easier and less scary. I love it. So um, I want to talk about another topic, which we uh, we touched on briefly in the in the intro. Um, you are vegan. Yes, I sometimes eat like cheese sometimes, okay. um, but I for the most part, yeah, I'm I'm vegan. I do eat wild caught fish, but okay. I don't eat any land meat. I do nut milks, you know, I'm a big um, plant-based, naturally plant-based. I try not to eat processed plant stuff. Okay. So can you tell me a little bit about your journey and why you decided to go that route? Because you yeah. did say that uh, you started as a former meat lover. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love my meat. Love my bacon and beef stew. You know, I grew up like, you know, whole chicken, chopping it up, you know, the whole thing. Um, it, it really, it was my, my journey was a gradual progression. So, um, I first cut out all red meat. I just felt within myself, like really for me, the impetus was the, the treatment of the animals and the understanding how energy works. Right. And these creatures, beautiful creatures are, you know, they don't get to live any kind of decent, you know, life, you know, used and abused. And the idea of propagating that market through purchasing, I just couldn't do it. But I had a husband and a son and they loved meat. So it, it was difficult in the beginning, you know, preparing d dishes for them. And then I'd have to make something separate for myself. So I, I grappled with that for a while. And then eventually, like I went back and forth and eventually I just, it was hard. No, like I'm just not uh, doing, doing, um, red meat. And then I extended it to chicken and, you know, lamb. I mean, you, you know, you name it pork. Yeah. Um, but I still would prepare it for them, but I got comfortable with being preparing that for them and not eating any of it myself. And it was a big challenge going to my parents' house. <laughs> Italian family. What do you mean you're not eating the sausages? What do you mean you can't eat the brujol? You know, what do you mean you can't eat the sauce? Um, you know, I'd have to bring my own food and whatnot. Um, but as I cleaned my diet and as I progressively, I, I had gotten to a point where I was 100% vegan raw. Okay. And I went really extreme and I absolutely loved it, but it was very difficult to maintain being now a single parent with a growing 13 year old boy. Very, yeah. you know, and I also had to get over the guilt of not eating with him because I was only doing like juices and smoothies, you know, organic raw. So I'd cook for him and he'd sit and eat by himself. And I'd always feel so bad, you know, coming from a traditional family, you sit and eat together, you know, meals. So I had to get to that point where I 
just worked around the belief systems that I had around that, that I needed to sit with him and I wor worked through that. But I do have to say, definitely feeling lighter, brighter, and most importantly, more aligned with my truth and how I really feel that I'm not out of alignment. I'm living how I feel and how I think for myself and not sacrificing aspects of myself to feel comfortable with other people. It's a big part of it. Yeah. Uh, so I've been vegan for uh, a little over two years now. And for me, it was also, um, uh, I'm vegan for the animals. I didn't necessarily do it as uh, something healthy, but um, I, it was a little bit of a, maybe an easier transition for me because I was already kind of eating a ton of vegan stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I think the last thing that I was still holding on to was eggs. Um, and that was mostly because uh, I became allergic to dairy. And so then I would go to restaurants and stuff and people thinking that it was a preference and not an allergy, mm. they would serve me something that had dairy in it, like it was sauteed in butter or whatever. And they just thought, you know, she's not going to notice. And then I would be sick to my stuff, you know, like in their bathroom oh. within like a half an hour, just puking my brains out. Um, and so I just naturally was just like, oh, I'm going to start to go to vegan places because oh. I know that I will be safe. Uh, yeah. And then I met my husband, my now husband, um, and he was vegan and he had been vegetarian for like maybe 10 or 12 years before becoming vegan. And he was vegan for like maybe five or six years when I met him. Um, and he started to open my eyes about how the animals were being treated and that all of these things that I thought I knew of like, I was buying like free range eggs and this, and he's just like that, no. you know, <laughs> yeah. actually mean that they're like living a happy life, you know, running. I'm thinking like chickens are fine. They're running in a field. They're fine. Yeah. No, it just means that they have like a little square a little opening somewhere yeah. that they probably never find. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. That they can go out into. And, um, for me also, uh, I, I'm a scuba diver. And so one of the things that I didn't eat a lot of in general was fish because like I would go and I would dive with them and they'd have all these personalities and I'd been following them and we would have like these connections underwater and I just didn't feel right, you know, yeah. eating them. And so it just kind of, as I transitioned into becoming vegan, it just made sense because I started to like, not look at the meat, right? Yeah. Look at the animal and think about where that meat came from, where that item came from, and just understand that they did not consent to any of this. You know, even uh, I, I'm a vegan that doesn't necessarily, that doesn't eat honey because it, although it does not harm necessarily the bee, but they are, you know, on these like bee farms and they are not consenting to you taking it away from them. And that has been kind of like a, a big thing in my life of just morally aligning myself 
with how I act and how I, what I believe. Yeah, your truth, absolutely. Yeah. Which is so important, you know, for all of us. And, and to be able to live our truth, but at the same time, allow other people to live their truth. Yeah. Respect their path, you know, and have that, that exchange with people. That, that's where I believe we're headed as a collective, is where everyone shines their unique truth by allowing others to shine their unique truth. And just and just being in that space together, how beautiful that will be. Yeah, I love that because that's really how I feel. That's how I feel about everything from religion and spirituality to mm -hmm. what you eat. Like I yeah. am not a like I love telling people about veganism and all the ways you can veganize recipes, but I'm not pushing it on anyone. Yes. You know, like mm -hmm. if you come to my house, you are more than welcome to eat something non-vegan in my house. Like it's not a problem for me. Right. I just don't want to eat it. Um, Absolutely. And I want to make sure that when I am putting my money towards something, that it's something that I believe in. That's something that is really important to me um, because I believe that we speak with our dollars right now. We Absolutely. get to tell the world what is okay and what's not okay. Through our um, buying power. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, you know, for my wedding, I just got married in May. And oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, mm -hmm. And like, I had an all vegan wedding and I got in the beginning, I got some pushback where of like, what you're going to do all vegan. What if people are not vegan and you shouldn't you have something for them? I'm like, they can eat everything. <laughs> like I am not limiting them from eating anything. I'm just choosing that. I do not want to spend my money and have, and be the cause of an animal being slaughtered so that I can have a party. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel good for me. Um, and the same thing with like, as I said, like spirituality, I have one of the things that I've always said growing up was religion were, was created as paths for people to become better, to become better humans. And whatever path you choose, that is your path. Mm. And so it is totally fine for there to be a million paths to becoming a good person. Yes. And, and allow everyone to have their own path to becoming a good person. And, and I learned early on because, as I said, I grew up in an abusive household and my father was a rabbi. Like I knew very early on being religious does not make you a good person. So yeah. this is just a path that you have to actually follow and follow in the spirit of it in order to be a good person. Um, but you can't just say you're religious and therefore a good person. Right. So absolutely. So yeah, it's really what you said of like, there are all these different ways that we can do it there. Everyone is living it. Everyone is trying to live their truth. And we should allow everyone to live their truth and and heal themselves in the way that they need to heal in order in order to become like this cohesive, you know, ooh, a, a cohesive <laughs> healing of the human experience, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we get to a point where we can honestly just respect people's paths and where they are on their paths 
and to see within them ourselves reflected aspects of ourself, whether past, present, future, projection, what have you. The second that we're in that place is where real growth happens, right? When we're in that place of non-judgment, because then we're not stuck on any certain perspective and we're just allowing things to be what they are. We're allowing the free flow of things to be what they are. And when things free flow, they move. Yeah. Right? And that happens when non-judgment is yeah, there. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's that's the perfect way to say it. I, I love that. Um, so uh, I wanted to offer anyone who is listening. So if you have a story to share, if you're listening now or on the replay, please let me know what you're thinking, how you're feeling about this. And I want to also invite them to look you up. And if they want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? Oh, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah, they can get in touch with me through my website. My website is youarsource.co. It's not com, but co is in co-creation. So it's all spelt out. Y-O-U-A-R-E-S-O-U-R-C-E. Right? Youarsource.co. And uh, they Love can reach that. me through there. That's amazing. Yeah. And what are the different programs that you offer and, and what do you... Uh, how do you work with people? Okay, yeah, so I work with people uh, in groups. Uh, currently, I have two groups running. One is a deep dive chakra healing, which is a live group. Um, we get together and we go through the main chakras of the body. And I teach how to heal through those chakras. I get into the psychology of each chakra and how the energy actually runs and correlates with the other chakras. And I give great tools and tips. And then I also do group healings in that. And then I have um, a, a group called Moon Manifesting and More, which is a okay. once a month we meet before the new moon. We talk about the current energies in the cosmos and we learn how to optimize those energies for our own benefit in regards to like what we're looking to manifest, what we're looking to create, what breakthroughs we're looking to have. And I also do group healings in that group as well. Um, and then I also have my one-on-one. -on -one. So I have people, um, those, whether it's a student or a client um, in a one-on-one -on -one capacity and people can reach out to me for a uh, comp complimentary one-on-one -on -one. 15-minute uh, session uh, to get a little breakthrough and to have a meet and greet and see, you know, if it works working together. Um, people can also see me on my social media, on TikTok, Lady from Source, uh, YouTube, uh, You Are Source, um, and then also Facebook. Um, Facebook, I am You Are Source uh, Official, and You Are Source Collective is my group. And I also have Instagram, Lady from Source, Instagram. Awesome. Uh, so if you want to reach out to Daniela, please take advantage and do so. Um, and definitely take advantage of her, you know, free 15-minute consultation. I love that. I also do those. So I think it's like a great thing. And I'm like, anything that we can knock out in 15 minutes, I will do. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Is there any uh, last minute message or tip that you would love to share with the audience? Oh, yeah. Well, first, I just want to say thank you so much for the opportunity to come on and to share and to be part of your community. It really means so much to me. 
Um, one thing that I want to offer is just the confirmation that you are infinitely powerful. You are a divine cosmic being, infinitely powerful of source, your pure source. So whether you want to say it's universal intelligence or God or source, you are, you are a fractal of the all. And to really know that, that you're infinitely loved and you have everything you need right inside of you. It's just a matter of peeling back those layers and tapping into your truth and allowing it to shine through. You have everything, everything that you'll ever need. Everything that you ever will be is already in your DNA. Just tapping in and activating. I love it. Thank you yeah. so, so much. And if anyone is watching, uh, feel free to, if you're watching this on Facebook or on YouTube, please like, share, subscribe. Um, send this to anyone that you think uh, needs to hear this message. And uh, I will see you all next week. If you need to contact me, you can do so on Facebook under Galit Speaks, Instagram and TikTok, Galit Speaks. Uh, YouTube, Galit Speaks, <laughs> really just Galit Speaks everywhere. Um, <laughs> and I will see you all next week. Uh, thank you very, very much for coming on, Daniela. I really, really appreciate it. And I hope thank that you. someone who needs it hears this message. Mm, much love. Thank you. <laughs>